Welcome back to another edition of the Ots and Audibles podcast. And I should should say the second emergency podcast that we've had to do this week for fo- for not for football, for basketball. In the middle of August, having to do two emergency podcasts for basketball because the latest reason, the Ducks have done it again. And again, as in this week, uh, they've landed a, a reclassification commitment from 2020 guard Addison Patterson, a top 40 prospect in the 2020 recruiting class. Don't really know where Eric, he's going to, to, to lay out in the 2019 recruiting class, but big get for the, for the Ducks. Absolutely. And, and it, and these, these emergency, when you see us uh, tweeting out emergency podcasts, it probably means something really good is happening for Oregon basketball. At least that's the trend. We've done two emergency podcasts and both times they've landed. Really, really good basketball players and nothing different here. You know, Patterson, it'll be really interesting to see how they try to utilize him at six foot six. He could probably play, you know, two through four, maybe if they wanted right. to go small. Uh, some versatility there. Another Canadian kid, a guy who can shoot the ball really well and get to the rim. He defends at a high level. Uh, a guy who maybe is going to be one of their best all around players on the perimeter, uh, you know, the moment he steps on campus. And, and again, we've rehashed this, you know, every time they land one more of these guys, but. It's pretty remarkable the roster they've they've put together now, uh, you know. And again, Dan Altman strikes again because it wasn't too long ago we were going like they got seven guys. Are, are they going to be even in the top half of the conference? And now you're looking at it going like they probably are the strong. Maybe maybe they're going to be close to the unanimous favorites in the Pac-12. It'll be interesting to see how that vote goes. Uh, are they going to be considered a top ten, top five team when those first polls start coming out? Um, Suddenly, we, you go from a, a season where there really aren't too many expectations to a season where the expectations are going to be pretty high. I think. I think people are going to look at this roster and go, "You've got a bunch of, fi- you got a couple five-star recruits, you got a couple of grad transfers who are really good. You have Pritchard coming back, who's going to be considered a Pac-12, you know, Player of the Year candidate. You've got other freshmen. You got like Patterson. Uh, you got the top JUCO player, DJ Walker." Yeah, got the top JUCO player in the country and Chris Duarte. Yeah, CJ Walker. I mean, you, you just have a really, really talented roster now. And yeah, it's going to be, I think a, it's weird how just a couple months changed things because if you would have talked to us in mid-June, we'd be going like, ah, I don't know. They're probably a borderline tournament team depending on how they fill out. And now you're kind of going like, they're going to be really, really good. Yeah. I, I, I said in May and June that Oregon had the talent to compete for a conference champion. Chip in the regular season in the Pac-12, they just didn't have the depth to do it because you can't you can't win the league with six guys. You can't win the league with seven guys. Injuries are going to happen. Shooting slumps are going to happen. Foul trouble is going to happen. You have to have eight, nine, ten, eleven guys on your roster to be able to withstand that. Then when you get into the NCAA tournament, yeah, you can win you can win six games in three weeks or four weeks, whatever it is with six or seven guys. But the longevity of the season to set you up for that run, you just can't do it with six or seven guys. You you seven is very difficult. Six is almost impossible. And so at the time I said they had the talent to win the league. They they just needed more of it so that they could withstand all the rigors of a season. And as I laid it out, a perfect a perfect scenario for Oregon's offseason was getting an Anthony Mathis which I think at the time that already happened. And then adding a Shakur Justine, adding an Infale Dante, 
and adding an Addison Patterson. You get those three players to go with your core group that you've signed in the early period, in the late period, and and, the, and then a couple of transfers from a grad transfer standpoint. And I think your offseason would go about as, as well as it could have from a roster addition standpoint. And that's exactly what has transpired in those two and a half months or so is Fale Dante committed earlier this week. Now Addison Patterson's in the fold. And this is a, a six foot six guard out of Bella Vista Prep High School in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's the seventh best shooting guard in the country, the 35th best player in the country, regardless of position. And his scouting report suggests that he's an athletic shooting guard with good size. He's a hard-nosed competitor who can play on both ends of the floor. He's not just an offensive threat. He's very, very athletic, and he's a tough player for opponents to account for in transition because he's really good moving up and down the court without and with the ball. And his improved ball skills have really improved his game, and then he's a shooter. And you find him, and he's going to be a guy that will have NBA upside. Uh, It's just, is it after one year? Is it after two years? Is it after three years? Um, They're not similar players because Dylan Brooks was a lot bigger than than Addison Patterson was. But this is what that feels like of, hey, you're getting a guy that's going to show up day one, and if you need him to, he can score 10 points a game. And over the course of a two- or three-year career, he's going to turn into an NBA player. This is how you can tell Matt and I work too closely together. I was just going to draw the same comparison, uh, and but for a slightly different reason. <laughs> if you watch his tape, you see the competitiveness, and he feels like he's got a little bit of that alpha dog personality. I think that was something that Brooks really brought to yeah. Oregon. You know, he was the guy who obviously wanted the big shot, and he hit, he hit a bunch of them. He hit a bunch of game winners, especially his junior year. And, and he was a guy that always seemed like he was confident, was always up for the moment. And Patterson, at least based upon the highlights you watch, Seems like he's a guy who's not afraid to get in his teammates' face, not afraid to get in maybe an opponent's face and kind of let him know he's playing at a high level. Uh, he just looks like a guy who does have that self-confidence, and that, that can be a big thing. And you don't know exactly what this year's team is going to play out, and we'll talk in a second in terms of, like, now you have some really interesting starting lineup and depth questions that we'll, we'll try to talk about in a second. But I, I could just look and see that he's a guy who maybe it's not this year, but at some point during his Oregon career, he feels like somebody who has – that personality and confidence to kind of be an alpha dog on the court. And and there are only so many guys out there that truly embody that. And I think part of last year's problem was they didn't really have somebody until the end of the season when Peyton Pritchard kind of stepped into that role. They didn't really have that alpha dog personality. Um, I think Patterson is a guy that can, that can become that. I don't know if it's unfair to expect it right away, but somebody that could potentially be that type of guy down the line. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey guys, John Rothstein here. It's March and you know what that means. The world's greatest tournament is in full swing. And with FanDuel, you can make every upset, every buzzer beater, even every 15-foot jumper means so much more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets if you win. That's 200 extra dollars you can use to bet on the blue blood that's getting ready to raise another banner. Or that sneaky mid-major you think has a chance to pull off a run for the ages. Or you can just bet on a team with a funny mascot. That's always fun, too. Just sign up for America's number one sports book today and bet the tourney from the playing games until they cut down the nets. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. Must be first online real money wager. $10 deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think now that it's safe to say Oregon's roster is complete. They've got 13 scholarship players. We know everyone that's going to be on this team. Um, they're they're going to have two guys that have to sit out because of transfers. Um, but they have 11 scholarship players that are on it. Um, we now know kind of the makeup of this team, which we can now talk about the expectations. And I, I realistically – I said this before they had – 11 scholarship players, and I'm going to keep saying it now that they do. Uh, Oregon has the talent to win the league. And in my opinion, they are now the favorites to win the Pac-12 conference because they've solved all their issues. They have the rim protectors. They've got the athletes. They've got the long wings. They've got the scorers, and they have the depth. They've got the point guard. I mean, they've got Peyton Pritchard, who's going to be a Pac-12 player of the year candidate, and Fale Dante and Addison Patterson and C.J. Walker are both – all three of those guys are going to be candidates for the freshman, you know, all-pack 12 team. Chris Duarte is the number one Juco player. He could – he's going to be in contention for the newcomer of the year, sixth man of the year, whatever role you want to come up with. Um, same thing with, with Shakur Justine and, and I think Addison, uh, Anthony Mathis as well, you know. Shakur Justine and, and Mathis both averaged 14 points per game at their respective schools before coming here as grad transfers. So you've got, you've got a ton of youth that's really good. But what is different about this coming team than the 17, 18 team that, that came after the final four, um, year is that that team had to rely on Peyton Pritchard, who was a sophomore to be your, your team leader and then Who's, who had one year of experience. And then you had Troy Brown, you had Kenny Wooten, you had Victor Bailey. Elijah um, Brown. You, you had Elijah Brown, you had Michael McIntosh. And, you know, but your some of your best players were freshmen, guys that hadn't gone through the rigors of college basketball before. Elijah Brown was not what they were expecting. Michael McIntosh was probably what they were expecting, but he couldn't be a number two guy on on your team if you were going to make a deep run into March. Um, you know, I was hoping he was going to be like a like a sixth man or you know your fifth best starter or what what have you. Um, and that hurt them. This this team, your key players, I think, are all going to be 
upperclassmen guys. Francis Okoro at center is a sophomore. He's experienced. He started on the Sweet 16 team. Peyton Pritchard's your best player. He's a senior. You've you've got Chris Duarte, who's going to be a key cog. He's a junior college player coming in. So he's played college basketball before. Um, you, you've got Will Richardson, who's going to be kind of your your leader off the bench type of guy. Or maybe he's even a starter. I don't know. But he's he's experienced. Anthony Mathis was an all-Mountain West Conference player uh, at New Mexico before he came to Oregon. So your your key guys early on in the season – have gone through the rigors of college basketball or played at Oregon before, and you can gradually bring in your freshman. And, yeah, there could be a freshman. It could be C.J. Walker. It could be Folly Dante. It could be Patterson. It, it, it could be a whole bunch of guys that turn into the team's best player, but they don't have to be the best player or the second best player or the third best player even day one. You know, and it's interesting. You, you mentioned all these names and, and yeah, the lack of clarity of who has to be the, the go-to guy. I, I think you look at the way this roster now is, you know, presents itself. And there's a, just a bunch of different options in terms of starters. I mean, I think Peyton Pritchard at point guard and Shakur just in at power forward to me feel like the two guys that you feel really good about those guys being starters, but and Folly Dante and Francis Okoro at center. That'll be, I think, interesting to see how that plays out. Shooting guard and small forward, you now have Addison Patterson, Will Richardson, uh, Chris Duarte, Anthony Mathis, uh, all those guys. C.J. Walker, who's probably a three or a four. We haven't even talked about Chandler Lawson and Luke War. I think those guys are probably a little bit further down the pecking order right now. But it's really interesting. to see. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because I, I can't think of a season, at least not in recent memory, where there's been uh, so many question marks, such a lack of clarity at, at kind of certain, at so many spots. Like, they legitimately feel like there are three positions that are up for grabs, and maybe I shouldn't even say, maybe it's four. I mean, I think Pritchard's certainly going to be the point guard. I think there's no question about that, but uh, Matt, w- w- what's your level of confidence about the rest of the starting five, and, and kind of do you have a prediction for how you think that's going to play out? Yeah, I think when you, you have to understand Dana Altman's history of uh, picking ro- rotations. He always tends to early on side with the older player just because he trusts the older player a little bit more than, than the freshman. Um, and the freshman has to kind of work his way into the lineup. So I think with that understanding, I think you're going to see an opening day lineup that consists of Peyton Pritchard at point guard. Uh, and it's either going to be Anthony Mathis or Will Richardson at shooting guard. I'm going to say Anthony Mathis as the shooting guard. Crystal Duarte will be, uh, the other guard, wing, what have you. Altman probably hates it whenever I talk about small forward or shooting guard and whatnot because they don't have positions. They just pick five guys. Um, and then your other, your, your forward would be Shakur Justine. And then I think at center, um, I'm going to say Francis Okoro, but I'm really, really close to saying Infale Dante. Um, but I, I think and what's notable about that is that would mean Oregon would have two five stars coming off the bench, freshman CJ Walker and Dante as well. I think at some point in the season, we're going to see either CJ Walker, either or CJ Walker and Folly Dante, or maybe even Addison Patterson work their way into the starting lineup. Well, and the interesting thing there is, is hearing your starting five, you have then a second five with like, Will Richardson, Addison Patterson, uh, let's say Chandler Lawson, C.J. Walker, and 
and Folly Dante. Or did I miss Addison Patterson? I got Addison Patterson there. Didn't yeah, I? you got Patterson in there. Okay, uh, that five's really good too. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's, a, that's a five with two five stars and uh, a guy in Will Richardson who was really good at time. I thought I thought showed some things throughout the season last year. I think he's got huge upside. Um, uh, you know, to, to go along with some other guys, you know, who are really Patterson, who's a top forty recruit. I mean, that's that starting five would probably be extremely competitive in the Pac-12 as well. And so now, again, the depth look, there was no depth for a while, and now it's so deep that you could probably convince me that Oregon's second five would be in the top four or five best teams in the Pac-12, maybe even better than that. I mean, that's a that's a second five with basically three top forty recruits. A guy in Richardson who's a who Blaster proved to be a Pac-12 caliber starter, and then one guy who's maybe not quite up to that caliber, but still, it's an extremely talented group. And again, the depth on this team is is, is something that will be a, a huge weapon. I think. I think we'll see someone redshirt too, that, and that's entirely possible. I don't I don't know who it is, um, but I, I just think someone's going to redshirt, just because of the depth and you know it, it's tough to play once you get past. 10 guys, it's tough to keep everyone happy. And so if you can convince somebody, hey, you're not going to play this year. I'm sure that's not what you wanted to hear. But, look, you're going to preserve a whole other year of eligibility down the road. And you'll play a ton more as a redshirt freshman than you would as a true freshman. And, you know, I, I, I was talking with someone a couple days ago. Um, at a football practice for Oregon about like, I wonder what Miles Norris's a, approach to the offseason would have been if he had redshirted like it was intended for him his entire year of, of 2018, 2019. And then he saw Bowl leave. He saw Kenny Wooten leave. He saw Lewis King leave. Would his, his, his viewpoint of playing time at Oregon have changed? Would he have stuck around for, for another year at Oregon? If, had he, had he completed his redshirt like, the staff wanted him to. So I, I think someone's going to redshirt. Who that is, I don't know. Um, but I think that's your starting five. You, you go with veterans and then some way, somehow, at some point in time, one of the newcomers is going to push his way into the starting lineup. It might be, it might be a couple of them. I mean, CJ Walker is supposedly a really good shooter now. And that's the only thing for me that's, that's keeping him off is, you know, do do you have enough shooting if you put C.J. Walker and Shakur Justine and Francis Okoro slash and Folly Dante on the floor to, to spread the floor? Do you have enough shooting out there to, to make things work? If if he's got a consistent jumper, a consistent three point shot, that changes the entire dynamic of Oregon's basketball team, and he has to start then. Absolutely, and that, and that was something that Oregon was struggled with last year was, was perimeter shooting, and if and if they have enough this year, and we mentioned earlier, I, I think the perimeter shooting is going to be better than last year. I think Pritchard's going to shoot it much higher than I think he's going to shoot it much closer to his sophomore year number, which was in the 40s, than he did last year when he dropped about 10 percentage points. I think he's going to shoot somewhere in that 37 to 40 range. Mathis is one of the best shooters in the country. Duarte's known to be a very good shooter. Patterson known to be a very good shooter. They don't have a front court guy unless it is Walker who really, you know, spreads the court for you because Dante and Okoro and Justin aren't really perimeter shooters. But, uh, there certainly is, is going to be a team that can, that can shoot the ball from three. A lot to cover with this Oregon basketball team as we continue to get a little bit closer to basketball camp opening up. I'm not ready to fully get in on that because we're in the dog days of fall camp for football. Can't handle basketball starting too, but. Believe it or not, Eric, it's going to start sooner than later. 
basketball team's roster is set. Our coverage will be out of the park like we, like it always is on duckterritory.com. So I, I highly encourage you go visit us. Check us out on duckterritory.com for all your Oregon basketball coverage needs. We've got you covered. Uh, for Eric Scopel and myself, Matt Frame, thanks for listening to this emergency version of the Austin Audibles podcast. See you, folks.